Welcome back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. We've been working our way through this incredible letter that we know as 1 Peter, and we're up now to chapter 5. We're going to look this morning at verses 8 and 9. So let me pray for us, and then I'll read these verses and offer a few thoughts. Father, we thank you once again for your word. We thank you that by your word we are strengthened. We ask that your spirit would give us wisdom that we might understand your word, that we might believe your word, that we might live in the glorious light of your holy word. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Well, here Peter uh, gives some very particular imperatives as we look at this section. There's just a few imperatives that are actually given here, three actually, First is be sober-minded, then be watchful, and then at beginning in verse 9, resist him. There, there's some debate as to how these first two imperatives in particular relate to what comes after. Are we to be sober-minded and watchful just in general? Well, yes. Are we to be sober-minded and watchful because our adversary, the devil, prowls around? Well, yes to that as well. I don't think we have to force some hard decision here. We need to be sober-minded. We need to think clearly about what is going on. We need to be watchful or, or pay attention to what is happening around us because how we respond to that, because how we understand what is happening around us, because how we understand who God is in relation to how we understand what is happening to us. All of these things work together. And so we do need to think clearly, be sober-minded about life, and we do need to pay attention to what is going on to make sure that we are rightly understanding life as we face it. We're, we're not to go through life just passively responding to whatever comes about and whatever springs up. But we're to act, be active in our life, paying attention and being watchful and thinking clearly about what is going on. Peter, in the second half of verse 8 then, gives us what is at least one reason why this needs to be our mindset. And here he brings in these spiritual realities once again, telling us that the devil is on the prowl like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He's, he's not sitting around licking his wounds at his defeat because of Calvary. Rather, he is still actively seeking those to devour. We must admit that. We, we must understand that, yes, that is actually how Scripture teaches us to think about life. There are real spiritual forces of evil at work in this world. And when we forget that, we're no longer thinking soberly about life. We're no longer being watchful in our lives. 
And so Peter reminds us of this truth. But then he he calls us in, in, in a specific way to respond to this truth. We're to resist the devil. Isn't that interesting? And we've talked about this before at Christ Church, that the Bible says that we're to flee a sin, we're to flee youthful passions, but multiple times we're told to resist the devil and he will flee from us. The reason for this, of course, is that the power at work in him has already been subjugated by the power at work in us. The Spirit of Christ, Christ is victorious, Presently, he is victorious. He reigns supreme. He has claimed the victory for his people. And Satan, with all of his hellish might, can't undo that. Satan, with all of his hellish might, with all of the gates of hell behind him, can't stand against the victory of Christ in us. And for us. And so if we are found in Christ, yes, we are to resist him. Firm in our faith. Knowing that suffering is part of this life. See, there's two things that we have to keep in mind. Two kind of points of application. David Wheaton, a commentator on 1 Peter says that that what the devil does, what Satan does, is that he slanders God to man and man to God. In other words, he's lying, going, and coming. We see this with Adam and Eve. He's slandering God to men, in that case, you know, trying to present it as if God is this capricious God who is withholding some blessing from his people because he wants to keep it all for himself. We must be watchful and pay attention and and think soberly. Is this that we're being told? These lies that are being whispered in our ear about who and how God is, are they true? On the other hand, we see in the book of Job, Satan slandering man to God. Oh, well, yes, of course Job follows you. Look at how wonderful his life is. Let me mess with him a little bit. We'll see if he continues to trust you. He only trusts you because you've blessed him so much. But of course, we see that Job, though there is struggle, is found faithful to the end. See, this is what the devil does. He lies going and coming. He's the father of lies. He doesn't care who he's lying to or who he's lying about. His job, his goal is to devour, to bring down whoever he can. And so Peter reminds us to resist him. To continue firm in our faith. When we hear these lies about who and how God is, we're to stand firm in our faith. We're to stand firm in what God has revealed about himself in his word. We're to put the lie to the side and cling to what God has said in his word. So when we hear those lies rolling around in our head that if God really loved you, you wouldn't be suffering. 
If you were really faithful, suffering wouldn't come your way. We're to put those lies to bed, rather standing firm in our faith based on what the Word of God has said, that our suffering in this life is filling up the sufferings of Christ, that we are only walking in the pattern that he has set for us. We're to know when we hear these lies that you're the only one facing this. You're alone in your suffering. You have no help from the body of Christ. You have no sympathy from other believers. Peter reminds us, no, no, no. What you're experiencing in your walk with Christ is being experienced by the brotherhood throughout the world. You're not alone. You're not alone. The Spirit of Christ is with you and the body of Christ is with you. See, Peter is reminding us of these wonderful truths that that so often we struggle to believe because we forget that we do in fact have an adversary whose desire is to destroy us. But we can know who and how our God is. We can rest firm in our faith, resting on the promises of God, resting on what he has revealed about himself. We can put to death the lie that we were alone and that we have no one to whom we can turn for help. For God has given us both his spirit and his body in the church that we might have the help we need. And they will be sympathetic because they're suffering as we are. Dear Christian, you are not alone. Dear Christian, your God has not abandoned you. Dear Christian, believe what the word says about your suffering, not the lies that bounce around and roll around in our heads. We are loved. We are kept secure by God. And in Christ we can rest. Amen. Amen.